Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. And today we have an old friend back on the pod, psychic medium, true crime podcast host, Miss Catherine Ann. Hi, Catherine. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me back on here. It's one of my favorite places to be. Ambie went to take out her chicken nuggets. Bye, Ambie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Catherine, we're so happy to have you back on here. When Ambie said you were coming on, I was like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. I haven't talked to Catherine. And you've had so much going on and, you know, so much always going on with you. Um, Why don't you tell everyone just real quick a little bit about you, maybe if they haven't caught the previous episodes you've been on. Yeah, sure. And honestly, I'm not even sure. I feel like I've talked about so many different things on this show. We've talked like we've hit on ancestral healing. We've hit on, I believe, the podcast that I host now, Murder and Mediumship, which is my passion project and my absolute love. And even then, that has shifted so much over the last year. So it's so good. You have to check it out. Thank you. I honestly, I've been a true crime fan since, oh my God, I remember when, um, Oh, the Lacey Peterson case in like 2001. And I was in middle school and I remember paying so much attention to that. And I just remember saying like, I don't think he did it. I don't think he did it. And I remember my mom saying he's a husband. Of course he did it. And I still, I will take this one to the grave with me. I don't think he did it. So um, spoiler alert. That was a big bombshell from your podcast is. Yeah. So basically on Catherine's podcast, she takes these unsolved or maybe they have been solved, but she takes or controversial murders um, or crimes and she looks into them and gives a very you give a very like in the you give a you have a great mix of like factual details of the case mixed with your intuitive feeling on what has really happened here. And that was a, a, yeah, yeah, that's a bombshell. That's a bombshell. I remember you spinning on that one. (laughs) Yeah, I still am, Um, to be quite honest with you. I really don't think he did it. I really, I think he is a, a, he's a, can I swear on here? Yeah, I can, right? Yeah, please do. Okay, yeah, he's a shit human and a shit husband, but I 100% don't think he's a murderer. Um, I will eat that crow if it comes up that I am wrong, but... I really don't think he did it. And the show itself has actually taken a little bit of, um, of a little like side spin where 
I'm now really focusing on trying to mostly look into cases that are within marginalized communities or underrepresented communities. So a lot more um, people of color, indigenous persons, especially I've been really focused on lately. And it's it's given it a really new, um, it's really easy to go online and research just about any really well-known case, right? Like this Idaho case, you could find so much on that so fast, right? Mm-hmm. John Benet Ramsey, you can go down the rabbit hole with that case. Um, and, and there's just so much, but you get into these other cases where you see um, women of color, especially uh, the trans community, and they're not getting any representation in the news. And you have to really start digging And it's almost, it feels a little more sleuthy to me. And it's definitely, it's got me on this idea of like, as the kids get older and I have more, I don't think you really ever have free time again. Once you're a mom, (laughs) Ambie probably can confirm you have the oldest child in the group here. Um, Free time doesn't grow. So I would like to start looking into cases eventually where I can connect with law enforcement, but I'm such a baby in the game right now that I don't have that platform yet. And I that's something I would really like to work toward because I think that's where you get the wheels turning. However, the intuitive part of it has also kind of taken a shift. In the beginning, and this is a perfect caveat into what we're talking about today too. In the beginning, I was looking into these cases. One of the very first I looked into was uh, the Delphi murders. And if anyone is listening who is aware of true crime or has seen the news in the last couple of months, they know this is about Libby and Abby from Delphi, mm-hmm. Indiana, and they were murdered. Um, underneath a popular bridge in the area, the Monin High Bridge. And uh, they have like one of the girls captured on her Snapchat, the killer coming toward them. And you could hear him say down the hill. And I chills every time. Do you not know this case? I don't. I know of it. I've heard it quite a bit, but I haven't, I've not like gone into it at all. So I don't know. Watch the footage. Watch the footage of him saying down the hill and tell me you don't get chills all over your body when he says it. So I made some predictions on that episode and I've always been very careful not to name names or anything. I mean, legality reasons, right? But also you just never know. There's always an off chance that I'll say an off chance that we're wrong. And if we are, you don't really want that to be on blast either, right? But also um, that was one of the first ones that I did. And the very first episode, I looked into the Maura Murray case, which you can go down so many rabbit holes with her as well. She disappeared like seemingly out of thin air. And almost a year later, I found her sister's TikTok and it was talking about the trauma of being the family of the victim of a true crime case that is almost over-publicized in the media. And Mm -hmm. to hear that perspective of it, it kind of shifted like everything in the work that I was doing. And I'm actually in the process of going through old episodes and seeing what I feel like ethically I need to delete because I feel like it shifted from there. So I feel like you have to be really careful in the true crime community. Yeah, for sure. But then also coming from this as an intuitive and with like that, um, with the ability to, I'm blanking on words right now. Um, Also, if you can hear my kids in the background, apologies, but we'll just put it out there for now. It's my kids on this feed, not anyone else's. Um, So they, I feel like as an empath is what I'm trying to say as well you really feel everything that happens in these cases. And as an intuitive, I am able to visualize the crime scene and I can see what has happened, but that isn't something that needs to be put out to the general public. You know, that's not something. And that's what I have found. The really like true crime fans who are like in it for the blood, guts and gore. That's what they want to know. 
that's not what I want to share. So I've, I've really learned my audience has done like this 180 almost in all of that. And the mediumship component has come back to like a full circle of now like teaching that again, how to connect, how to trust your intuition, and then also true crime. So half the podcast is literally true crime. And the other half is connecting to your gifts. And it's been a really interesting, it's kind of coming together. I don't know. We're just going to yeah. see where it goes. Ever evolving. That's how I roll. Exactly. Ever exactly. But I think I, it's interesting that you, sorry, Alexa. No, it's okay. I think it's, I think it's interesting that you talk about, um, and something I've thought that's interesting that you always do is talk about, um, people that are missing or people that are, um, their cases unsolved and they don't get the publicity. They don't get the media. They don't get the attention because they don't fit into those, you know, pretty little blonde boxes. Mm -hmm. So I've always thought that that was a really, a really honorable thing that you've done. So glad to hear. Well, thank you. That's still going. That's, I think the most eye-opening experience. And one of the most eye-opening experiences that I've had since starting this podcast was looking into a girl named uh, Relisha Rudd. And she was a small little girl of color who was kidnapped from a homeless shelter, essentially. And her story, it's just, it's so tragic. And trying to find any real information on it other than surface information, you go look at crime junkies even. And when they do a case that is not as publicly known, they're starting like now their episode that came out Day was about a homeless man. And I was so happy to hear a huge, they were the number one downloaded podcast this past year, like mm-hmm. across iTunes, not even just in the true crime genre. Wow. So the fact that they're giving that exposure, it's huge. I think mm-hmm. that's a really big deal. And looking into that little girl fit so many different boxes there. It's just, it's really powerful to see that there is a shift happening. And I think we're falling so far away from mainstream media being our main source of news, at least our generations are, that this is a big deal. It's a bigger deal, I think, than people realize. So I'm I'm happy to keep doing that. And I used to kind of get a little annoyed in the very beginning. Ego would speak and I'd be like, oh, they're doing this case? Like, literally, they just put out an episode about a little girl. I had just started to research. It's like, I can't release this now. They just came out with it. It's going to look like I'm piggybacking, but it's wild to see that shift taking place. Anyway. No, no, I, sorry. I'm looking because now there's kids and dogs and all kinds of noises here, but Hey, it's all part of the the fabric that we weave here. Um, experience. Yes. It's a three forty experience for everyone. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say I, that first of all, it's it really is the work that each creator is doing is really affecting so many people and i think that like you said it's like it's really wild to start to see the ripples of this and the shifts happening and i think sometimes we can think oh like who are we talking you you get so acclimated to your audience or to your numbers or whatever but it's like again we've said it on the podcast a gillion times it's like even just one person is like a whole human yeah. being who has like agency in the world and like has people that they're talking to and it's rippling, it's rippling, it's rippling. And it's really, sometimes it takes a while to see the results of that ripple. You know, it's like a wave can kind of start small, but once it breaks at the shore, it's huge. It's like, and I feel like now we're kind of really starting to see stuff like that yeah. happening. So it's it's really powerful. And also I feel like we are starting to understand the power of, when all of us, so you were talking about like the ego and kind of like competition. 
And I really feel like 2023 is this year of like, hey, what can we do together? What can we like, what can we do when we all come together? I was using the example, Catherine, you'll know, about um, the Buffalo Bills and about everything that just happened with DeMar Hamlin, a player that, you know, went down and had a really, really, really scary moment on the field. The watching people come together over that is like so emotional. And I really feel like people are starting to get a glimpse, not just through that, through other things as well, of like how good it feels to collaborate, like how good it feels to um, piggyback on things and work together. Even speaking of cases, right? We're talking about like the Idaho four. Mm -hmm. And I agree, by the way, like I've, while the Idaho four case is fascinating and I know it's getting so much publicity. I also have been thinking like, wow, interesting that like this case again is getting so much publicity, but like, um, Brianna Taylor was also murdered in her apartment in the middle of the night for no reason. You know what I mean? And it's still, we're still struggling to get, um, justice for that. So, um, but it is interesting watching people take, first of all, make the mainstream, media basically irrelevant like i mean they're they're picking up pieces from social media and also seeing what a big piece creators have in uh putting things together so that is something that you know we want to talk about in this episode is like what is your perspective since you are in this world of um maybe on one hand, just like creators getting involved with these cases, right? Like people who are not um, working in criminology, people who are not working with the law enforcement or the police department. What's your perspective of that just being in this field? And then secondly, what is your perspective of intuitives now adding into this and giving their insight? Like where is the line drawn? And like when is it being helpful and when is it – crossing the line. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting question. That second one, especially, but my perspective on creators in this field, I think that (sighs) true crime is like one of the biggest podcasting genres, right? Like it's freaking, it it is the biggest, obviously the number one. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And I think when you see creators on there, it's really important that number one, there are, there's so many like ethical issues with so much of this content, I feel like. And it's like, excuse me for like taking out my nerd glasses today. That's how I feel right now. Like every time I say ethical, but um, I feel like what you see, number one, you see people talking about it. There's one podcast in particular, and I will not name them, but they giggle all the way through their stories. And That's these awful. are, yeah, people whose family members, and I've had three different families reach out to me because they heard me cover their family member's case. I'm still in touch with two of those people, okay? And that's huge. And they were they were cases of marginalized communities as well. It wasn't some big case, you know? So as a creator, I think it's really important that we walk our line of respect mm-hmm. really carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we're constantly asking ourselves, what would this feel like if I were related to the victim or a friend of the victim and I heard this content? Because the early episodes, I someone says like, oh my God, I heard your episode. I'm like, F, 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 is that okay? Did I do something wrong? Did I say something inappropriate? And now I have someone from like a more recent episode messaged me or commented on my TikTok and she was like, yo, that's my cousin. It's like 
Okay, cool. I had no concerns over what I said in that episode at all because nothing other than hearing her name being spoken could be hurtful, right? It was all done in a tasteful way. So I think it's really important to remember to, if, if you're not adding to the conversation and you're not bringing some sort of light to it, what's the point, I guess, is mm. kind of how I feel about it. But then at the same time, I'll see like uh, one of the cases I'm looking into right now is, um, what is it, the Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Girl Scouts who were murdered in the 70s. Um, I've been asked to do that case. Don't look into it right now, Alexa. <laughs> no, no, like not now. I know. I remember after I had babies, I was like, I should take a break from true crime. And I'm like feeding my child in the middle of the night. Like he did what to who? Like oh, literally all the That's time. That's I am with this <laughs> Idaho case to the point that I, I like can't, I, I can't sleep. I'm so scared. I know. I have to stop myself. I'm like, okay, you got to listen to some Gabby Bernstein today. This is yes. too much murder. Yes. We're taking a break. Um, yes. So if I'm doing a lot of research, I try to like step aside from the, like the pouring into like other cases. I hit my crime junkie and my true crime garage and I'm good. Um, but it's also Dateline because his voice is just magic. I can't get over it, but it is on the point. <laughs> um, it's, we're going to stay on, to, on track here. I think it's really important that we stay respectful. So some of them do a great job and some of them don't. And then it, like, I've heard people talk about the, the woman who does her makeup while she's talking about these crime cases, like that she should be like ashamed of herself for doing this. I beg to differ. I think she's gaining attention and she talks about some more important things that other people don't. Her, her topics are well-researched. She delivers it respectfully, but she's found a niche audience by putting it in with the makeup. So she's reaching someone else just in the same way that with like my my murder and mediumship, I found a niche audience, people who want their true crime. And then they're now getting like this dose of like self-helpy shit. They did, they didn't even know they needed. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's yeah. coming in. It was a cool way to hit the niche audience. That wasn't even my intention in the beginning. So as far as intuitives doing this work, I think it, having learned hindsight being 2020. So if you listen to an early episode and you're like, she's so full of shit. I mean, maybe I was, but I've definitely learned at this point it is so important to keep, again, in your mind, not in the back of your mind, at the forefront of your mind, if someone heard this who had an emotional or personal investment in this case, how would they perceive it? Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. And to just, like we talked about, the person who a professor is now getting into trouble because yeah. she, what was it you said, the Idaho 4, uh, another intuitive made... Um, a so prediction another, about a professor intuitive made um an accusation not a like okay she was basically accusing the professor of being involved in it in some way or committing the crime themselves yeah. um and she was given a cease and desist order um she was uh she was given a lot of opportunity by this person's by the professor's attorneys and uh, now she's actually being sued for slander because the professor, I believe the professor has lost her job. She like her whole life is ruined basically because she's being accused of having something to do with this. Yeah. See right there. You ruined someone's life because you thought that you were right. I think that's yeah. terrible. So I, I mean, when I say, and look as an, I mean, we're all three intuitive people. If you're connecting to this case and you're hearing the professor, maybe one of those students, that was their professor. And that's where the connection was that she came to, right. but she misinterprets the information. And now you just ruined someone's life. Yeah. That's dangerous. That's high stakes. And I think I've been kind of overall irritated with, with especially the TikTok side of things where you get on there and you see intuitives just making these sweeping statements about other people or these crime cases. 
cases happening and they're not doing anything other than I don't like to say clout chasing because it really hurts to be told you're a clout chaser when you're not, but maybe you mm -hmm. need to shift your perspective. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think I agree with that, but I also disagree with that if I'm going to play like devil's advocate, because I feel like to some degree, um, everybody's going to have a problem with what you say all the time. Facts. Yeah. Right. So it's like, <clears throat> I think that if you think what you're doing is right to a degree, Here's the the kind of stance I take on this privately and publicly. If someone asked me, did this person sexually assault someone I love or myself? Did this person murder someone? Did this person do something like that that's illegal, right? What I tell people all the time is, unless you have proof, don't take my word for it. Yeah. Because if, if I can give you where to find proof and you find that proof, then that's different, right? Like that's a different situation. Yep. Now you have physical evidence to back this up. And that's what I really think is missing in a lot of these predictions and a yes. lot of these accusations that are being made by people that are not involved. And that's actually why law enforcement has such a problem with working with intuitives. Yeah. Because yeah. they come in and they say these things like, um, I've taken a couple of uh, like true crime, like psychic, like courses with other mm -hmm. intuitives. And I mean, they're really cool classes and it's really helpful information from psychics who have worked alongside law enforcement. But even those psychics will say, you don't contact the police and say like, right. I'm seeing this, like they hate right. that. Yeah. They hate that because for you calling and saying that there's like 60 other psychics calling and saying something else and, mm -hmm. and they have to take every tip. So sometimes you're wasting their time. But I mean, again, devil's advocate there. What if your tip is the right tip and you know, right. in your heart and you know, in your gut, there's no way around it. Right. Like right. I'll say, I don't do fertility readings, but when I find someone who I'm like, oh my God, you're so going to get pregnant. This is happening because I feel it so intensely. Mm -hmm. Then I'm, I'm, I'm push to say that but as a general rule I don't do fertility readings as a general rule I would never reach out to the police and say hey I have this again like you're saying unless you can provide that concrete evidence and that's right. that's the exception because yeah. most of the time they don't have it and I think there's like there's a dichotomy that can be worked out but it's not happening yet where mm -hmm. you can you can work with law enforcement but it's got to be in a way that you got to come in as the person who almost has something to prove, you know, so Absolutely. you can't, you can't come in with this chip on your shoulder and this, like, I'm worth it. Like, okay, yeah, yeah you are, but this is people's lives and this is very yeah. serious. And this is, this is really high stakes, you know, mm -hmm. especially when you see people when, when it's like a missing child, you know, I think that's hugely important. And a lot of these people, a lot of these intuitives offer their services free of charge for missing persons cases. And it, it's just, just to like rewind there, a couple of people emailed me about the Idaho case and they're like, oh, what do you think happened? I'm like, I think there was a super intense tragedy where a bunch of people lost their lives and I'm not sharing my feelings on it because yeah. I don't feel like it's for me to publicly say. Also, 70 million other people are talking about it. Go see what they have to say. Yeah. I don't need to share my opinion on it. And also I didn't want to watch the news about all of it either. So I think there's just a lot of really fine lines and people kind of play with fire when they're talking about stuff like this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Babyfoot. 
Babyfoot was originally created in Japan in 1997 as an easy and effective at-home treatment scientifically formulated with 16 natural extracts that exfoliate and moisturize at the same time while bringing the spa experience right into your home. Launched in the United States in 2012, Babyfoot quickly became a household name among foot exfoliant products. Babyfoot offers a selection of at-home foot care products that are quick and easy to use. Trusted internationally with over 25 million baby foot peels sold worldwide since 1997. That's 25 years. Babyfoot has seen great success in big box retailers, grocery stores, and natural food markets, health nutrition, fitness studios, boutiques, gift shops, spas, salons, online stores, and in the medical industry. AKA sports medicine, oncologists, podiatrists, dermatologists, and plastic surgeons. Making Babyfoot the leading and most trusted brand nationwide for the healthiest, smoothest feet. The most innovative total foot care package, this gentle process leaves skin undamaged while removing the dead skin, revealing the fresh, healthy layer beneath like a baby's foot. Simple, effective, and effortless. If you'd like to try out Babyfoot, you can go to babyfoot.com and get 20% off your purchase when you use the code INNERBLOOM20. That's I-N-N-E-R-B-L-O-O-M 20 in all caps, and you will get 20% off your purchase. Enjoy! I think there, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think there are two kind of schools of thought of intuitives is one like this is from the perspective of the intuitive I don't want to say this in case I'm wrong and then the other thought is I know I'm right and you can't tell me different I don't care what you say yeah and the both of those there has to be like a median yes you know but I also (laughs) think I know I laughed at that too but I also (laughs) feel like um unless you have proof when it comes to something illegal you can't you can't say it yeah nothing should be done about it bottom line you can say i speculate this is what happened but you can't go to the or you should not go to the police and say this person molested my kid this person um murdered my mom whatever the case may be unless unless you have proof it just because the psychic told you does not it's not enough validity in my eyes to like back it up i agree and it's, it's interesting too, because I can remember being like 18 years old, going to see psychics up in Rochester, New York. And my stepdad saying like, oh, what did the psychic tell you? And so funny that now literally I'm the psychic that someone else is saying, oh, did your psychic tell you that? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I just think it like everyone, each intuitive is also really good at one thing or another too, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all have something we're better at. There are things that I refer people to you for. There are things you would refer people to me for. Yeah. It's just the way that it works. Um, yeah. I've been having a lot of like haunting energy in my house, as you know, and I, that's not my cup of tea. That's not my expertise. So I would reach out to someone else to help me with like really cleansing this space. I can do like baby bitch cleansings, nothing, nothing, like nothing big, right? Like I don't want to do it. No exorcisms, nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. But I know my strengths. And I think that, um, sometimes people try to like flex that. Right. And it's, it's not a cool flex. It should not be. I agree with that. So, so the course that you have now is mostly about manifesting 
And I know that that's something that you're really into that maybe a lot of people aren't as familiar with you. Um, but I know that before you did the True Crime podcast, you were really into manifestation. You've been really successful and manifestation comes easy to you. So tell me a little bit about how you help people with manifestation and how do you manifest? Right. So this is like a total like slam the brakes and like turn the wheel. Like I yeah. went the wrong way and now we're just yeah. going to pivot here. Um, what were you guys talking about science. before? It's fine. Yeah. What were you guys talking about before? Sorry, guys. Ooh. I just like literally. We were yeah. talking about integrity with uh, psychics. Mm. <laughs> Where they I'll, need I'll to catch stop up on that. You have to go back I'll, and listen. I'll re-listen. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great episode. You should hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> you might even recognize yourself in it. Um, the manifestation, I didn't realize I was good at it until I went on a retreat with the two of you, actually. And I will never forget this moment for my, like, as long as I have most of my wits about me, this will stick in my brain where you went around y'all went around a circle and you asked everyone like how much they thought they could make or how much they could call in and everyone's like oh an extra 500 or this or that and I, I just set up and went ten thousand dollars easily I'm like <laughs> you're like wait what so everybody and I did. stopped and was like what everyone stared at me yeah and yeah. this is like this is for those of you who aren't familiar with me I take great pride in letting people jaw drop like that is one of my favorite things about myself is just to get that one thing and watch everyone's faces go huh so I love it I've always loved it I'm really good at it too um, but I realized over the last few years that was in 2020 right that was right when COVID yeah right before mm -hmm. COVID the yeah right of course it was 2020 yeah that's that yeah. was that was when right I was pregnant COVID. with yes. with Connor the crazy yes. intuitive baby girl my IUD baby check your IUDs ladies um <laughs> so <laughs> just oh my god saying, and that uh, was a prediction that a couple of intuitives made yeah assholes they did. Yeah. <laughs> One told me it would be in December and it was December 6th, 2019 that I found out I was pregnant with him. And I cried my freaking eyes out because I was so sad. I wanted two children and to be done. I didn't want to be outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so yeah. outnumbered now. It's fine though. Boys love their moms. I only cry at night. I'm just kidding. So with manifestation, <laughs> um, <laughs> with manifestation, what I realized over the last few years is that a lot of people, and I've done a lot of work with another coach of mine, and I'm going to name drop if you don't mind. Her name is Sarah D'Angelo, and she really taught me a little bit more about um, sex magic and about the power of orgasm in manifestation. So I love that if you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh, this is about true crime ethics. And now we're talking about the big O, that's fine. But uh, we're, yeah, fine. What we're I covering learned the that full too, spectrum. Yeah, but with working with a lot of my clients, I realized that they, if you struggle with manifesting, as a woman, you also likely struggle with receiving in general in life, which means that you're probably not fully enjoying and experiencing the big O anyway. And I started to make these connections and I just like, it's incredible because I realized number one, the more fun I have with myself or my husband, the more money I make, which mm -hmm. was awesome. Um, yeah. And then I also learned that, right, this is great. We're just Sounds going great. for it right now. Um, I also learned that you're fine so Alexa you, it's fine mom, let's just keep going shot, just letting you know <laughs> he's so cute her book is on the shelf behind me oh <laughs> Catherine says your book is on the shelf behind her oh she said okay <laughs> okay so any hoozy loosies um with manifestation 
what I realized is you're seeing a lot of people who are, you know, like the, the basic level of it where they're like writing it out. This is what I desire. This is what I desire. Mm-hmm. This is what I desire. Number one, you can get into the vernacular isn't right. Maybe it's more of like you're working with your negatives and that's like really basic level stuff. Right. And then I realized more and more now these people are saying the right things. They're trying to embody it. They are speaking it, they're walking the walk, they're doing all of these things, but they're still not getting it. And I was like, oh my God, they don't believe they deserve it. Yeah, They don't believe they deserve it. And that is so much more than just like a one-off class, right? Like that is like the depth of it all. I'm actually starting at the end of February, I'm like really severely limiting the amount of readings that I'm doing and which is terrifying. And I'm, I'm taking a course on like a six month course on trauma recovery coaching. And I'm really excited for it because I feel like this is where it's going to tie in with this like ability to manifest your life. Cause manifestation is not just money either. Right. It's right. so much more. It's, it's everything, everything. Like I manifested this house, no doubt about it. All the spirits in it too, I'm sure. But like, <laughs> If you don't believe you deserve it and you don't believe you're worth receiving it, you're not going to. And that Mm -hmm. probably says a lot more about your life, like with your relationships, with your financial situations, with absolutely everything. Um, And we have Catherine's kids here. I put my robe on. You're not, Wesley. You got to get out of here, though. Oh, my gosh. Um, So the surprise baby himself. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. He's the famous one, yeah. So... Oh my goodness, he's an angel. He really is a little angel. Um, So, okay, I don't know how this one's going to end. Well, how do people people join? It's a course, right, that you're doing? So there's a, a, yep, one day, it's a 90-minute, I'm so sorry. You go ahead, you meet yourself, we'll talk. So I completely agree that I feel like when you are manifesting anything, you have to go into your belief about deserving about it. You have to. Otherwise, it's not going to manifest and it's not going to go well. You're not going to get it. You're not going to be able to receive it. What are your thoughts on that, Alexa? I think Catherine's back. Oh, she's. I'm back. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I'm saying that I agree. I agree with what is going on. I agree with. The fact that you can't, don't think you deserve something and not, and receive it. It doesn't make any you sense. Can't. Otherwise, we'd all get the lottery. We'd all win the lottery all the time. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was amazing. Um, I wish everyone could have seen the way that just ended because my oldest is my little hero all the time. Um, Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't believe you deserve it. You're not going to receive it. And it doesn't matter how many times you, I'm literally crying. That was so funny. Um, It doesn't matter how many times you speak it, you say it, you burn it off to the full moon, you like mm-hmm. moon dance naked under the stars for it. Like it's not coming until you believe you're worth it. Mm-hmm. And I think that self-worth is something that we all struggle with at one point or another, but the more you start to realize that your circumstances are not um, determining your worth, that it, it's this inner realization, this working through the trauma that you have, this working through all the traumas, big T traumas, little T traumas, all of it. The more you work through it, the more you realize that um, you really can call in anything you want and you have been calling in what you've been focusing on. It's just that shit experience that you've been having, right? So I mean, wherever you put your energy, that's what you're going to call in. So I'm hosting on January 29th. Here's the plug January 29th um, at 8 30 PM Eastern standard time. It's only $40 and it's a 90 minute uh, workshop on manifestation and just 
tweaking what you're doing probably ever so slightly so that you can really step into it and start creating what you want to create rather than continuing to call in what you're trying like the opposite of to call in. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm really excited for that because it's going to be basic level, but we're going to rip all the band-aids off and just go for it. It's going to be intense. Sounds awesome. That's great. And how long is it again? It's only 90 minutes. It's just one day. That's quick. Yeah. That's quick. How do people get it? How, like, where can we link people? You can go to my Instagram and click on my little linky in the bio or TikTok, or you can go to katherineannintuitive.com and click workshops right there. I'm so awesome. excited for it. There's there's so much happening this year and it's just so it's exciting. All, it's Definitely. all happening, truly. And um, Catherine, you bring such like a fun spirit to everything that you do while doing some Thank really you. powerful shit, which is the best because that's how anyone wants to learn to do anything. You know what I mean? It's like have fun while having a really big impact. So Catherine, thank you for being here. We're going to link uh, your Instagram and your website in the show notes. So you guys, if you didn't catch uh, what she mentioned, just go to the show notes, click there, and you can sign up for her webinar. Are we calling it a webinar? Yep. Yeah, you can call it a webinar. Manifestation webinar. And make sure you check out Catherine's podcast, Murder and Mediumship. Is it still called that? It is. It's staying. It's here to stay that way. Okay, good. Yeah. It's it's, a catchy name. It it is. It is. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, there's chaos Um, in my household. So I have to go. Wait, I want to mention really quick. um, We have a retreat coming up. It's February. Um, If you want to tap into your intuition and learn how to grow your intuition, um, shoot us an email, go to our website. It's all there, innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. Yay. Yeah, and can I just say you would be crazy to pass up that opportunity because these two are like the most wonderful catalysts in your life ever. Just, oh, thank just you. Thank, thank you so you. much for having me on. I love coming on here and being a part of this magic. And the chaos is just, you got to embrace it. It's yeah, you gotta embrace the, just live in it. it. You, gotta, <laughs> it you can't escape it either. Yeah. You'll have to come back. You'll have to come back because we love having you on. Anytime. Thank you for having me. All righty. Bye. bye, guys. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.com.